Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Coach Tamika, and I'm being enjoyed. Ooh, not being enjoyed by her. Well, not like that anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm joining her. She's joining me. Not enjoying me. Put your minds out of gutter. <laughs> With one of my favorite, favorite people in the whole world, sex coach Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, everyone. He had a nice week so far. Ah, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's what it is. You know, busy, kids at home, working a ton. You know, the usual. Your usual, your 100 jobs and 200 kids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Always, always. Busy. Uh, How did Andrea say it? Engaged, fully engaged in life? No, she's fully engaged in life. You're just busy. It's a difference. No, damn it. <laughs> I'm fully engaged. No, no. <laughs> what she does is purposeful. She, what you do is busy. <laughs> All right. So I, I think half some of the stuff I do is purposeful. Well, that's true. Some, some. of the things that you do, a portion. Especially, yeah, you're right. The rest is is, is busy. Busyness. Busyness. Yeah. Yes. You're trying to be like Andrea when we grow up. <laughs> Purposefully all the time. Yeah. I love that. One day. One day. Mm-hmm. Well, today, what are we talking about today? What are we talking well, about? Um, I wanted to touch on mental health um, wellness, Um, and although National Mental Health Awareness Month is in May, I figured in light of recent events, um, such as the recent shooting, um, I thought, you know, we should discuss mental health, since that's something that's not really discussed as often as weight loss and exercise. Uh, things of that nature. They don't really talk about how to help you mentally. Mm. You know, when people hear mental health, they all automatically think, oh, well, she's crazy. But sometimes people are not born that way. Sometimes they get that way because of, you know, the stresses of everyday life and, you know, trying to please other people and being too busy, you know, not saying no often enough. And that's why I wanted to talk about that today, hearing Andrea speak and, you know, saying word, that's, that's, that's a sentence. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know how to say that. They take on more than they can handle just to please somebody else. And then they literally go crazy inside. They're overwhelmed and overstressed and they don't know how to de-stress and do things for their mental health. Like mm-hmm. people hear it and think of it as a joke. So I thought this would be important. Um, and especially since I finally started reading the book by Emily Fletcher, The Stress Less, Accomplish More. Yeah. Um, and the meditating, which I still, um, I'm still learning and wanted to talk to you more about that later. I know you've been doing it and mm-hmm. you've had really good results. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that would be something that you may want to tell us about more on what effects it had on you and how did you get started? Well, all right. Mental health, mental health is very important and it is the area that we neglect all the time. 
And a lot of the reason is because you're right. People don't know how to say no or people feel bad or people are so busy trying to get to the next level in life that they neglect the number one person in their life, which is themselves. Mm-hmm. And until we get over the I'll be happy when we're always going to be stressed to the max. Now that shooting that happened in Walmart, I don't know much about it other than he killed people and he was young. And, you know, I think to myself, what could make someone young? What, 21? Yeah, he was 21. Just go out and, you know, just shoot. Just what he was hurting so bad on something. You know, did he just wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm just going to go up here and shoot up the Walmart. I mean, you just don't, you don't know what's happening in somebody's brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my heart and my prayers and my condolences go out to all the families that were affected, goes out to his family. Because, you know, if that was my child, I'll be sitting in the back wondering, number one, what the heck did I do wrong? And why didn't I see it? Mm-hmm. As a mother, why didn't I see it? But primarily that is the, a big problem with people now. It's that I'll be happy when. So it's like you take a person and maybe they're making $1,000 a month. And then they're like, oh, I can do that. Let me see if I can do five. Okay, I did five. Let's see if I can do 10. Oh, did 10. Let's see if I can do 100. Oh, did that. Oh, let me see if I can do a million. You get to that million, is that good enough? No, let me see if I can do a hundred million. And you're just, you're always reaching for that next goal instead of being happy and enjoying the journey. And, you know, every time you turn on a television, you're looking at the, the Kardashians or the housewives of this, and all you see is money and sometimes negativity. And as a woman who has a daughter, you know, you wonder when they watch that stuff, is that life? So I think part of the issue is we're not teaching ourselves nor our kids how to be joyful. And joyful doesn't necessarily mean happy, but to always appreciate what you have and live in the moment because the moment is all that matters. Mm -hmm. And... As far as meditation, I've always loved to meditate. I loved Emily Fletcher's book, Stress Less, Accomplish More. If anyone is interested in meditation, that book is for you. She also offers online, an online class where it's 15 days and every morning at like three something in the morning, you get another video and she, she just teaches you all these beautiful nuggets and it's for everybody. It's not just for the people who, like she, she said, you know, if you want to get good at life, I can teach you this meditation. If you want to be a monk, that's a different type of meditation. And she doesn't do that, but she can refer you to some people who can. And There are so many misconceptions about meditation, but I think the one excuse I always hear people say is that they're too busy. I'm too busy. I don't have 20 minutes twice a day. I I can't. And, you know, I sit and I listen and I'm like, God, you don't don't have no, no time? 
You don't have 40 minutes in your day to meditate? Hmm. CEOs have time to do it. Uh, Oprah, who's busier than Oprah? Oprah can do it. So don't flatter yourself. You got time. You can fit in 20 minutes, even if you have to work at it gradually, 20 minutes in the morning before you do anything, before you even get out of bed. Don't even turn your phone on. No, just sit there and meditate. And you also have to do it around one, two o'clock because that's going to carry you to the evening. And you, you just, I cannot stress how important meditation is if you feel like your life is getting out of control. And I cannot stress enough how valuable stress less, accomplish more is because it goes through some of the stigmas about noise. You don't need to be in complete silence to meditate. That's, that's number one. You don't have to do it. I can't quiet your mind, my mind. It's another one. You don't have to quiet your mind. You can't quiet your mind. That's like saying, uh, stop breathing. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. So the thoughts aren't the enemy. And a lot of times these thoughts come up, especially when you're meditating, because that's lifting some of the stress off of your mind. And when you're done, you feel so much better. But the way she teaches it, I'm telling you, anybody can do it. And that's why I recommended the book to you because it has not only calmed my mind because I am type A personality. So I'm always thinking and thinking and worrying about trolling and this and that. And I started doing that and I'm just like, dude, like I, I'm so different now than what I was in April. And it's only August. And it's because of the meditations. I get back so much productivity. I mean, can you imagine you meditating twice a day for 20 minutes a day, and yet you gain in productivity three extra hours? Mm -hmm. It's crazy, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, I mean, me as a person that doesn't like to read, um, so when was it? Yes, yesterday, I had some time and I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be productive. And I turned off the TV. I silenced my phone. And first I started with the journaling, which I know also helps. You know, you write your thoughts, your goals, whatever you want to write, it's like your diary. So I did that. And I said, okay, you know, at first I felt a little silly because I'm like, you know, how old am I? But <clears throat> I felt better writing it because it's better than calling somebody and bothering them because everyone has their issues. Everyone has their life. And after I did the journaling, I'm like, all right. And I looked at the book. Oh, darn book. You know, and I said, okay, I'm going to sit and read it. And I started reading. And then I started getting antsy because I wanted to know, just tell me how to meditate already. Just tell me so I could just fast forward and get to it. And I said, no, no, okay, let me just read it. And I read it. And I'll be honest, I'm not done. Um, I'm like halfway. But I got to the point where she described like how to do it. And my, I always, I had the same excuses. I don't have time. I can't quiet my mind. Now, anyone that knows me personally knows that I'm 
super hyper and I'm always on the go, moving, moving, doing stuff. And I've, you know, in the past been called the energizer bunny. And people always ask me, how do you get so much done in a day? How do you get all of this accomplished with the kids and the work and the this? And I was like, I don't sleep. I don't rest. But that's not always a good thing because, you know, sometimes I feel like super anxious and I have insomnia and I can't, like, I have so many things that I've started, but nothing is finished. Everything is just started, started. And I can't get successful in anything because it's not done. And I said, you know, I need something that is going to quiet my mind and get me to, to get things done. So I said, all right, not quiet my mind, but like sort of calm me down and, and de-stress. Mm-hmm. And how she described it, because I not only I read the book, but I listened to a couple of her um, interviews. Mm-hmm. And she says that your brain, it's like basically opening all these windows, right? And you have all these screens, op- all these tabs open. And as you meditate, you slowly close the tabs. And I thought, oh, what a good mental picture. And she's right. And as you sit and meditate, you may open a tab, you think of that, that thought, and then you close it. And then another thought comes to mind, you think of it, you release it, you close it. So little by little, you start closing these tabs. And when I had that visual, I thought, oh, so I don't have to clear my mind. Because that was the one thing that shied me away from meditating. I'm like, how am I ever going to clear my mind when I am constantly like, oh my God, what do I got to do? I got to do this, I got to do that. The kids, the this, the work. Um, is someone texting me? So I got to answer this email. And it, it makes me nuts. So this I found appealing. So I sat and I did it. And I thought, I'm going to sit my ass here and I'm going to do this 20 minutes. And I have to say, which I don't know if it's because I'm so tired with work, But I went to work that night, and I work in customer service, which everyone's always complaining, and I wasn't angry. I was super calm, and I got a bad temper. And I had all these people coming with this dumb shit, and I was just like, okay, handled whatever they needed. Have a good night. (laughs) Sent them on their way. So the next morning, I went kickboxing. And normally, if someone is next to me, especially a man, and you know I get real competitive in my brain. Oh, this guy thinks he's better than me. He thinks he's going to beat me. And I go to town on the bag thinking I'm in a fight. Meanwhile, ain't nobody paying attention to me. But in my brain, that's how I get. And I wasn't even mad. I didn't even care. I was like, I just focused on my form. I focused on my speed. I wasn't focusing on power. And I wasn't paying attention to the guy. I knew he was there, but I wasn't really paying attention to him. And normally, like, I kind of sigh, I, you know, eye them, like, what is he doing over there? And I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So the point is, if someone like me, who is always hyper and on the go, could sit down and meditate and actually get a little... Um, result from it immediately after I think it's very important for everybody and like you said who's who's busier than Oprah nobody come on nobody busier than her nobody it's 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 very very important for 
your mental well-being. Um, also, the journaling, which I got, I took your advice finally and started. I found it very, very like therapeutic, if that's the mm, word for that's it. That's the word, therapeutic. Uh, I felt better because I'm always, I always have like this little anger inside me. Little violent Mary inside. <laughs> that I'm trying to get rid of so that I could grow in my new career and actually help people. And I can't help people if I'm angry inside. You know, I'm not going to get anywhere. Uh, I won't accomplish anything if I if I can't sleep and I'm stressed out and worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I exactly. Very, very important. I, I would love to get Emily Fletcher on. I'm still trying to figure a way that we can get her and invite her. Uh, I, I love Emily. At her voice, <laughs> just her energy is just wonderful. I can't wait. I have to see. I have to look at her dates again when she's giving the lives. And because I know you told me it was up on her website. I think it's um, September. It's September. September will be too. I have to do one after September. That's too much going on. Too close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to attend one of her sessions before 2019 is over and have and experience it live because I've received so much, so many benefits of doing it. You know, the online version that I just can't wait to experience that you know when you I I forgot in the book the mantra that she wants you to use or she gives you you, it's step one well when you if you decide to do the online part there's three for you to choose from and then you know she says them and then you grab the one that like speaks to your spirit and but when you go there live she meets with you and she gives you your very own mantra. I wonder and what mine is being. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I can't, that, that's like one of the, I want to sit there, I want to talk to her, give her a big hug, say thank you for, you know, helping me change my life and what's my mantra. Like, I, I can't wait. So I definitely, we definitely are going to have to do that. And then once we do that, maybe we can, you know, bribe her with some, she, she likes a little chocolate and stuff, you know, bribe her. <laughs> Come on <the> show. <laughs> maybe we get to see her beautiful little baby and, you know, it's just, you know, people like that. She is a person that everyone should have in their circle of friends and family. You, you can't have a bad day being around Emily, just heard her way. And so many people are just too busy being busy or too busy being angry or too busy not learning or growing that they become so angry and so mad. And sometimes they don't even realize it. And I'm sure you fell asleep, you had a good night's sleep that time when you meditated because what people also don't realize is meditation is exercise for your brain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can do physical exercise as much as you want. You are probably one of the most physical people that I know. And if you have trouble going to sleep, it's because your mind is going crazy. And by you taking on that mental exercise, you were able to release some of that 
and you were able to go to sleep. So that's another reason why meditation is so important because that's the gym for your brain. And then you go when you work out the gym for your body and then you practice your spirituality and your prayer or your meditation or the universe or whoever it is you celebrate. And that's the exercise for your soul. It is a trifecta. And if you're not nourishing all three, then you're not going to be the best you that you can be. And there's no such thing as a bad meditation. When she said that, I was like, woohoo, no such thing as bad meditation. That, that, that's uh, funny you said that um, in one of her interviews that I was listening to, because that's really what got me to read the book. I said, you know what? I need something that I can hear first because I, oh my God, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I want to read, man. So when I found her interview and this was an over an hour, I can't, it was on another podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast. Her voice. Yes. Love her voice. There was a couple of things she said that I loved, and it was basically how to de-stress, because they were asking her a series of questions, and I remember um, she was saying something about labels, and how we take on these stresses that basically we do to ourselves, that we label things as good or bad, and when you get rid of those labels, things become easier. For example, and I'll never forget this, because I'm a big labeler. So she was saying, for example, it rains. People will say, oh my God, it's raining. That's so bad. Oh, it's sunny out. That's good. She's like, raining and it being sunny, the weather, it's neither good or bad. It just is. It's raining. It's just raining. Mm. And a lot of people look at something as far as the weather as, oh, it's bad weather. It's not bad weather. It's just raining. That's just what it is outside. It's raining or it's thunderstorm, or it's sunny out, or it's cold, or it's snowing, it just is. And in my previous, well, the, you know, the dog walking, which is coming to an end, I would look at the weather, and I'm telling you, I would look at that weather app, and I would see a series of days where it was raining, and automatically my mood, downhill. And I would get pissed, like, what the fuck? Why is it raining? Like, really? Who controls that? Who <laughs> controls that? You know, so I'm getting pissed and stressed, really, for nothing. For something that I can't control, you can't control, we can't control. It's not like someone ordered rain. It's something that just has to happen. So I was taking on this added stress, really, for nothing. Instead of just going, oh, it's raining today. All right, let me just prepare. Let me get my boots. Let me get my umbrella. Let me just make sure I have the things necessary for me to tackle on my day because it's raining. And those like certain things that certain points she made during this interview is what stuck out to me. And I'm like, you know what? I want to adapt that so bad. Like I want to have that where if something happens that I don't automatically react in such a negative way and it doesn't affect me in a negative way that it just, it just is. That's just mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that helps a lot as far as stress levels because we, we take on all these things Oh, I have to work an extra hour. Oh, that's so bad. You know, but then if you didn't have that job and you didn't have, you know, that extra hour, you wouldn't have money. And then that would be also a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just neither good or bad is basically what um, her point was. And I, I, I really like that. Like I still, 
have to finish her book and I still want to listen to more of her um her interviews because they were they were motivating and it spoke to me and I love her voice and she was like soothing like calming and I'm like man I want to I want to be like this woman you know she's accomplished so much she's done so much she's so well known for her meditation like you know, I mean, granted, she, she did a lot of training and a lot of work towards it, but, I mean, she seems so, like, balanced and, like, not stressed. <laughs> I, 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 I want to be like her. <laughs> you know, and she looks, like, if you look at the her book, like, she looks so happy and young. Her skin is so vibrant. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. I want to be her. That's the power of meditation. I think she said in her book, that's why she started was because she read somewhere that meditation can stop gray hairs and she was graying at a young age because oh, of the stress right. level. Yep. And so, and it is, I mean, medi the neuroscience is here. And I mean, but you have people that are from, you know, India who, who the heck cares about the science? They've been practicing this and telling us this 4,000 years ago, I don't know how long time about the benefits of meditation. I mean, you do get the better skin because you're not stressed. You, it can help you with your depression. It can. And then the one she always talks about is the better sex. Yes. That also, but that also, uh, um, you know, intrigued me when, when she said that. That you get better sex. I said, "What'd you say? <laughs> what was that?" And of course, it, it actually makes sense because when you're not stressed out, you know, you you get in the mood. Right. I, mean, I I've had partners in the past when they're so stressed, that's the last thing on their mind. Mm -hmm. you know, they're so stressed that their body starts breaking down. Mm -hmm. they don't feel good. They have headaches. And the last thing on your mind is getting busy. <laughs> That's never the last thing on my mind. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, which brings to me that sex also, you know, as one of the things for good mental health, it increases endorphins, which is the happy hormone, the mood stimulator. Mm -hmm. Who does it, Who's not happy afterwards? That's right. I know I'm happy. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. It always makes me happy, poor Chris. <laughs> he asked me the other day, what do you want for your birthday? I said, you know what I want? He's like, oh, goodness, woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know what you want for your birthday. And besides that, I said, you know what I want, babe? I said, what you gave me last year? <laughs> and all he does is, oh god rolls his eyes <laughs> oh my goodness he he already knows the answers to that mm, what do you want for your birthday i don't know why he asked me because i just i look at him and i looked down and he's like oh my god <laughs> as soon as it left his mouth he was like oh gosh i already know the answer <laughs> well hey Everybody needs some, you know, good sex in their life because those endorphins need to be kicking. Mm -hmm. Same with your meditation, gives your brain endorphins too. So mm -hmm. you start the mental, then you can get the physical. 
And it, it just, it will help you because when you meditate, when you make that a practice, it's gonna make you really think twice about everything. Like if you're suffering with your, your weight, like with my clients, before meditating, they're eating just mindlessly. They're just going and they're just picking and they're just doing whatever. But now I've noticed that since they've started meditating, they no longer use the excuse of, I don't have time to, you know, prepare snacks or make dinners. And if, you know, they run in late or something and they're going to the store, they're not going over there for no power bar that's loaded with sugars and fake protein that they don't need. They're grabbing an apple, a banana. They're trying to hit a juice bar and, you know, get some carrot juice or something. So, and they're even surprised. They're like, you know, I actually went and had some carrot juice. I don't know what made me. One of my clients said, I don't know what in the world. Never had carrot juice a day in my life. But that's what I wanted. I went in there and was like, oh, I want some carriages. And I told her, I said, that's because you've been meditating and your body is telling you that you need some beta carotene. And so it led you to the carrots. That's what happens. You are more in tune to what your body needs when you start meditating. And you, everybody is worth it. Nobody is too busy. You can't complain that your life is a certain way and then there are tools for you to utilize, but then you don't do it. If you want your life to be better, if you want to go to that next level, there are no ands, ifs, or buts. You have to pick up Emily Fletcher's book. You have to, if you can, join her online session. 15 days. Even if you slack off, you have the materials, I think for six months, she keeps them up mm-hmm. there for you. And it, it is an investment in your health. And I don't know how much that costs because I forgot, I don't know if it was three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's, it's about like four hundred dollars. Um, <clears throat> that's what I that's what I saw, which it, I when the kids go back to school, I'm going to invest in that. It is an investment. And when you think about the money, a lot of the garbage that we spend our money on during the mm-hmm. course of a month, we can you can find a way to scrape up that money somehow. And but it'll she got be, payment plans too. Exactly. She does have the payment plans. She yep. does have the payment plans. So there really is no excuse other than you just want to complain. So that's how that works. And other things you can do for your mental health. Some people don't get it. I've been talking about it for a decade. I'm still talking about it. The food you're putting in your mouth. If you're not eating real food and you are so used to fake foods, fake foods is something that was not made by nature. If you're, you, if you're consuming that on a daily basis with all the chemicals, with all the pesticides, with all the whatever, it's going to have an effect on your brain. There is no ands, ifs, or buts. I don't need all the GMO people calling me, telling me that GMOs don't hurt. If it didn't hurt, label your product. It does hurt. Unfortunately, the people are the guinea pigs. So by the time they figure out that it's hurting, even though some of that science is coming out now, how many people would have died from cancer? So you have to watch what you eat. 
And if you're not eating oranges, pineapples is a, is a great one if you're feeling down. You know, sunny fruits. Incorporate more of that in your life. Get those greens in. Because what the greens are going to do, get that spirulina in. Get it in. Get it in. Vimergy has a great spirulina. Mix that in with some, hey, do some, some orange juice. If you don't have a juice, it'll juice your own orange. Mix it in. Drink it. It'll take out heavy toxins from your body. You've got to start taking care of yourself if you want to be mentally stable. And now so many people are not mentally stable. Mm. Oh, my God. I was reading an article earlier, and uh, they had a list of things that you can do, or a list of things that you can consume. So they mentioned coffee. Um, I'm a big coffee drinker. Uh, they actually said it's linked to lower rates of depression when you have a cup of joe. I don't know how you feel about coffee, and I'm not talking about loading up with sugar and cream and all that stuff, just regular black coffee. Um, you know, that's what they were, that's what that, at least that particular article. And then they had dark chocolate. I think, I think you're on board with the dark chocolate. Are you on board with that? I love dark chocolate, but the type of dark chocolate that you should do, a lot of people won't eat it because it's so bitter. It's not sweet at all. It's very bitter. It's an eclectic taste. And if you're used to junk dark chocolate, or if you're used to milk chocolate, uh, you'll eat that and you'll be like, Oh my God, what is this? I mean, real dark chocolate? I know it's, a, it's an acquired taste. Um, I actually do like dark chocolate. It says it has, you know, flab flavonoids and caffeine and some other things, theobromine, bromine, theobromine, whatever, well, which is supposed to improve alertness and, and mental skills. Um, this, this article that I was reading about you know, things to do for depression and omega-3 fatty acids. I know there's uh, walnuts because, you know, I'm vegan, so I'm not going to say fish, even though I know it's in fish. Not saying that anyone consumes fish, you have to stop. That's your choice, but I know. <laughs> I'm just going to say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, walnuts. Walnuts, I know, are good with uh, omega-3s because I had to find that out. Like, hmm, how am I going to get my omegas? And I know they said walnuts. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. some walnuts. Mm -hmm. so they also say that's linked to decreased rates of depression. Um, so, and it says connect back with your youth color. You know, mm -hmm. we're so involved with electronics. And that was another thing that I did. I shut my computer off when I was going to read the book. And I said, you know, I'm going to go back to the basics, turned off the TV. Um, the computer for me is a big thing. I'm always on the computer, scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and trying to see what I can do next and who's doing what online. And I said, you know, I never sit and take time for myself to just, you know, de-stress and just unwind. So let me take this time. I don't know what the kids were doing. They were quiet, I think, or one they weren't home, something. And I said, you know, I'm just going to take this hour or two to myself. And I felt so much better. I actually took a nap after that. Mm. Um, you know, I was so just calm. And I said, I was going to take a nap before, before I go to work. And when I got to work that night, I was fine. Mm -hmm. I, I felt so much better. And again, it was, I wasn't sure, like, is it just because I'm tired? 
Or is it because I took that mental break for myself? I didn't answer anybody's calls. I didn't answer anybody's text messages. I took those two hours for myself just to unwind, just to sit and think, you know, and just be like by myself, just to relax and not have the stresses of having to answer people and, and do this, that, and the third, you know? I just basically disconnected myself from the world. And for me, that was a huge help. And you know me, I'm never calm. Mm -hmm. I'm never calm. Especially mm -hmm. if you put me around other people that I got some dumb shit to say, I am never calm. <laughs> and you know, it's a few, and now these women don't really know me. They've only known me for less than two months. They thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> they came over. One woman, she was like, you all right, baby doll? What's the matter? You, you okay? You good? You, you don't seem happy today. I said, no, I'm good. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. She goes, you sure? You're awfully quiet. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not mad. Because normally when she would come, I would say to her, you know, this fucking customer. And I would go off and she'd be like, fuck these people. Like, we would just bash these crazy customers together. And I just didn't have it in me. I was like, no, oh, everything's great. <laughs> I'm happy for my job. I'm grateful. And that's another thing that I learned from The Secret. It says, when you don't appreciate what you have now and you're not happy at your job, you're sending out to the universe that you don't want it. So therefore, you're, you may lose it or not get anything better. I forgot how exactly it was worded. Mm -hmm. So it's basically be grateful for what you have. So I didn't complain about work and I've been making conscious efforts not to complain about this particular job because right now I know it's just, it's temporary, mm -hmm. you know, temporary just to transition me from one career that I did for over 15 years to another that I'm still new in and trying to grow into. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's my little vehicle for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. Practice my people skills since, you know, I've been out of the workforce and have been dealing with only animals who don't talk back or, you know, have conversations with me. Yeah, I worked alone for 15 years. So it's good to be around people and see all these different personalities. Mm -hmm. yes. All the personalities out all in the, the world. Yes. <laughs> All the personalities, and it just—it's a good exercise for me. Yes, to engage with these people. Mm. <laughs> what you need to get you to, like you said, it's that bridge, just to get you to your next level. And if everybody could take out some time just for them and turn off the world, they would experience the same thing. You know. We're not even going to talk about the science behind people looking at screens all day and what's that doing mm -hmm. to their brain. Yep. We won't even get into that. But if you, if everybody just take out, you know, half an hour with no electronics and just sit there and just think or just write or just pray or just, you know, do something after the end of that half an hour, you will feel like, oh my God, you will feel like you probably drank a whole freaking gallon of coffee because you will feel so energized. You would not feel angry. You, you would feel grateful depending on what you're thinking about. 
Um, it just, it could help you. And really, I wish I would have, I wish Emily was able to write this book 15 years ago because to think on what it could have done if I read it 15 years ago, not just for me, but how I would have raised my daughter differently. Because that's another thing we don't do as parents. We're too busy going, 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 going. Our kids are going, 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 going. And when they're not going, they're attached to a device most of the time. And so they don't know how to detach themselves and just be. And what do you think that's going to do to them mentally five years, 10 years, 15 years from now? I mean, so many families don't even, they have like devices at the kitchen table. Like it's just yeah, crazy to I, me. I don't like that. I, I, I do not like that. I don't know what my kids do when I'm not home um, at work, but when I am home, there are no devices. I tell them, put that away. You could eat for 10 minutes without the device. You know, it, it, and I know what you mean by what it's doing to their brain. For example, infants, right? So you have a baby um, and you take the baby to a party or you put them in front of like, you know, cartoon and all of a sudden the baby is crying uncontrollably and you don't know what is going on. You're shoving the toy in the baby's face or you got all these people trying to make the baby happy. And from what I learned raising three kids, when a baby's crying and they're not hungry and they're not wet, nine out of 10 times the baby's overstimulated. Mm -hmm. it's too much stimulation going on so what does it do it cries and you don't know what the mm -hmm. fuck is wrong with this kid so then you step away from all the stimuli take it outside looks at the sky all of a sudden baby stops mm -hmm. looking at the freaking sky and it's because you took all these things that are stimulating it and you basically just brought it brought it to you know um just something basic Mm -hmm. Nothing really stimulating, just something soothing. Looking at the clouds move and the baby instantly calms down, you know. And that's what I see, you know, parents do when they have the kid. They, they take it outside. They think it's just removing from the noise, but what you're doing is you're removing it from the stimulus. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Take it outside. Look at the, oh, look at the light. Look at the sun. And instantly, baby's calm. And although we're not crying like that baby or the kids are not crying like that baby, Instead, we harbor all the stress and all the stimulus is inside our brain. And that's how we go nuts. And that's how we snap and lose our tempers. And like you said, the kids, if they're not hooked up to a device, they don't know what to do with themselves. You know, oh, I'm bored. Bored? What do you mean you bored? Like you just got off like literally 10 seconds ago. You bored just like that? Kate is number one for that. Mommy, I'm bored. Really, Mofo? Like you legit just like took your ass off that seat. You better go be bored in your room. You have find something to do, and I make him go play with your toys. Go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. Go grab your little figures. What do I do with it? Play. Mm -hmm. Learn how to play. Read one of your books. I read everything. Read it again. Mm -hmm. Do your puzzle. Do something away from that device. Away from your... And I have to take him. And I notice his behavior is so much better when I remove him from that. Because you have to hear when he's playing, all you hear of the, the mouse. Just clicking away. And I'm like, and even the clicking sound, it gives me like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm like, could you just stop for a second? Just stop. And he's like, what? I'm trying to kill the guy. Yeah, yeah, don't kill the guy. Just turn that thing off for a minute. And bringing back to the food, the same thing. When the kids were younger, um, 
I used to feed them a lot of processed food because that's what I grew up on. And I thought, oh, this is easy. And they just throw the shit in the microwave. And I barely cook. I rarely cook, I should say. Because for me, putting stuff in the microwave, I thought that was cooking. Mm -hmm. Right? So I would feed them all this shit. And I couldn't understand. They got to a certain age. And I don't remember what age it was. But their attitude, um, like their, their behavior was just off the chart. And I would look at them like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you sit still? And that's when, um, I think that's around the time we got together and you started teaching me about foods and the importance of GMOs and, and colors and all these additives in the foods. And I started taking these things away from them and I noticed the behavior changed. Mm. And even Abby, her kids are, two of her kids are, well, both her kids, they're special needs. And she learned this um, because one has, uh, oh my God, uh, not ADD. No, it is ADD. Uh, he is uh, ADHD. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't think, she was trying to find ways to like calm him down. And she realized a lot of the things in the food, like certain colors and sugars, triggered his behavior. Yes. So he had like a certain juice box. He's bouncing all over the place. <laughs> so she did, yeah, oh, poor Abby. Did a lot of research on you know, certain things that, you know, make sure the foods are organic and didn't have dyes and colors, mm-hmm. non-GMO. She did a lot of research with, with, you know, her own little homework on what can I give my kids? And it was a lot of trial and error. But mm-hmm. I fed him just what would he do, you know? And then her second son, that was even more challenging because her son was picky. He didn't want to eat anything. So imagine that. You don't want to eat anything. And then she had to delete all these little things so that it wouldn't trigger him. He had a sensory issue. Mm. So I, you know, she would give me little tidbits on what she learned, but I already knew it from you, from what you, you have told me. And it's like you said, all these chemicals affect your brain. A lot of people don't think that either. They think like, no, what the hell? But think about it. How many more kids are coming up with with autism and ADHD mm. and all these other mental illnesses it's because of the food our food is different when i went to dominican republic the fruit there was so much different than the fruit here i and i'm you know me i'm like i'm a little bit of a i'm a recovering junkaholic and the fruit just looked different it was vibrant colors and it was displayed nice and there was nothing else i could eat there so I said, I'm going to have some salad and some fruit. And when I bit into that papaya, oh, my God, it was so good. I had two plates of that fruit. Heavenly, wasn't as it? If, as if I was eating, like, ice cream or some vegan mm-hmm. I'm like, babe, this is so good. Like, and I wish I was able to take you, but you weren't allowed to pack. But I ate as much as I could, and the salads, like, everything tasted different. It's because they're not injecting their food with anything. They're just growing. That's, they're just growing it. They're just growing it. That's right. It's such a different taste. So I can't wait to get to Jamaica. They got over there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) To see what food they got there. I love Jamaica. Every time I've gone to Jamaica, I will eat like a cow, and I end up losing (laughs) weight. I don't understand. (laughs) 
you know, and when it happened the first time, and I mean, I was eating because, you know, it's, it's all inclusive and they just, had and even back then I was eating meat and I was, I mean, Pepsi, I'm either Pepsi taste, I was like, why does Pepsi taste like this? It's not like the, you know, I, I don't get it, but I'm still drinking it because it's good until I read the can and I said, oh, maybe it had less ingredients, but mm -hmm. the top ingredient was cane sugar, not high fructose corn syrup. So, you know, came back home, got on the scale, boy, I lost seven pounds. How I lose seven pounds and I was eating from like 9 a.m. to midnight. Um, your extracurricular activities you were doing also. I remember doing <laughs> extracurricular activities of back then, not back then. <laughs> so I was just like, hmm. But it was because of the quality of the food. Right. And, you know, my biggest line that I always say when people tell me that they can't afford organic or, you know, oh, I don't know, them apples, that, that's $2.99 a pound. And you know what I give a $2.99 a pound? And I'm like, you either going to pay the farmers now or you're going to pay the drug companies later. Which one you want to do? Which one do you want to do? It's just mm -hmm. as simple as that. And quite frankly, you know, the government got us thinking that cheap is good. Cheap is not good. Cheap is killing us slowly. Mm. So for the kids that are like Abby's children, that you know you can you can tell that it's from the food. You know, God bless those type of kids because for the people who have kids like us, that's you know they really don't get affected. They're the ones who will then just keep eating it, keep eating it, keep eating it, and then they're in their thirties and then they're overweight and they're miserable, they're depressed, and oh, what, they have type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, and then, you know, you literally look at it like, well, well, what happened? Like, two years ago, this child was thin, now this child is overweight, because it just catches up to them. It yeah. catches up to us all. It's only a matter of time. Only a matter of time. And I was hooked when my daughter, when they told me my daughter had ADD and how they wanted to, oh, you know, put her on drugs and all of this and all that. And I'm like, and I found the doctor that said, uh, give me a list of the foods that she eat. Gave them a list. And back then I didn't really know nothing about foods either. And then they're like, um, this is all crap. These Doritos, do you know what's that? That's when I started reading and realizing about the dyes and the chemicals that go into the food. You take that stuff away, like you said with your kids, whole different child. It's like she's not anxious. She's just happy-go-lucky. She's still happy-go-lucky. But I can always tell when she's eating foods she shouldn't be eating because her mood will start to change. And I'm like, oh, you need to, you better go in there and eat some mangoes or something, girl. Get out of my face. That's what I, I got to tell her. Go eat a piece of fruit. Go do something. <laughs> <laughs> you, why are you so cranky? There's some pineapples in there, you know. Go, go, go get your little happiness on with some pineapples. Mm -hmm. And then she'll eat it. And then you, you literally will see the change in somebody's face. That's how powerful food is. So it's crazy. More people got to take care of themselves. We as parents got to start taking care of our kids more than we buy them the latest great and greatest. We got to teach them how to be okay with being alone. We have to teach them with setting time out for nothing 
but gratitude. We yeah. have to teach them that you are to be happy and joyful in the moment, not when you have something, you know, not when you get that next toy, not when you buy that next car, not when, no, happiness and joyfulness. You may not be happy all the time and that's fine not to be happy all the time, but you always should have joy, whether you're happy or not. And if we don't do a better job of teaching that to our kids, then we better watch out because all it's gonna breed is more hate, more separatism, more terroristic things, more shootings. Oh my God. Mm -mm. No, that's, that's all it's gonna be. When we breed hate, that's what's gonna happen. When we you know, teach that it's about competition, not about creativity or collaboration, that's what you're gonna get. They're always gonna be looking outside of themselves. And when they can't find it outside of themselves, they're not gonna look in, they're gonna get angry. Yeah. And then they're gonna shoot. Oh, goodness. Or fight or kill themselves. Suicide rates are high, mm. especially among our children. Mm -mm. So that's why we do this podcast so we could, you know, uplift women and empower women. Like we should be joining forces and not, you know, competing with one another, you know, living life more compassionately, you know, like eating vegan. Because you know what, veganism, mm. like everyone thinks, oh, that's just cardboard, that's this and that. Really, it's just, it's a compassionate way of eating. You know, their the studies have sh been shown that murderers, they start first with animals. Mm -hmm. you know? So we really don't need all that stuff. You know, you don't need all that animal fat or animal protein that's linked to heart disease and diabetes and, you know, pork was recently, I don't know if it was recent, maybe a year, uh, listed as a um, type one or level one, or no, it was a number one carcinogenic, mm. similar to like cigarettes, mm. pork. pork. Mm. You know, yes, pigs are, they're very smart animals, but they are also the dirtiest. So, um, but yeah, we need to all just, just be nicer to each other, you know, forgive one another, stop competing with other people. Just mm -hmm. Stop hating, stop, you know, yeah. you know, look out for everybody, look out for everybody's children. I mean, now you, people don't even look out for your kids anymore. That's because they think if they say something to your kid, you're going to go out and act like, you know, a crazy person. So they're like, oh, little boy running the street. Oh, well, you know, because people have shown how nasty they are. You don't, don't tell my kid nothing. Yeah, oh, your kid was right. about to get hit, you know? Yep. You're, you're absolutely right, because I've seen that. Don't talk to my kid any old way. Well, if you watched your kid, mm. you wouldn't have to correct them for you. Exactly. You know, if you taught your kid not to grab somebody else's toy out of their hands, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have to say something. Yes. Yes. But That's what we need. We need, we need more love out there. Yes. Right now, we don't have love. And right now, you know, at least in this country, you know, the head of our country spits out hate a lot, mm -hmm. you know, whether he means it or not. 
you know? So that's what people see. And then they automatically, you know, say, well, if, if he can do it, if he can say these things, it must be true. And therefore I can say these things and act a certain way too. When does he go out of office? When do we reelect him? Uh, 2020, but if only Lord knows what's going to happen then because the Democrats don't got their stuff together either. That's, you know, so he could be reelected. Oh, God. So oh. he can be reelected because it's, it's issues on both sides, you know, and I, I get it. People don't want to vote Democratic because they tired of seeing a check shrinking because you got to give to all of these programs to people who you know not helping themselves. You know it. I see it in the hood all the time. It's like, why you ain't got no job? Well, I need a job for. You know, I get free money. Bitch, it ain't free. I'm paying for it. Okay. <laughs> and free money. That ain't free money. <laughs> Somebody paying for it. Yeah, that's right. The taxes. So it's like, which one do you go with? Do you, you know, reelect someone who's not about that? Or do you elect someone who you know you're not going to have no money in your pocket? It's, it's, it's like, which one are you going to do? Yeah, you don't know what to do at that point. You don't know what to, and they can't work together, it seems. I don't know why it can't work together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2020. Oh, boy. You know, I have nothing but respect for anyone who was the president of this country because rather I agree with your politics or not, you're the president. You can, you can get that yeah. as the president. I don't have to like you as a person or like what you say for me to respect you as a president. Mm -hmm. so, but I can't wait to see what happens in 2020. Oh, me too. And I'm telling you, these, some of the stuff he says, I don't think he means it to be racist, but rape, you know how racist people will attach themselves to whatever comment that seems like it's for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. I so, agree. so it's nonsense. So we need more love in the world. Yes. More love, more affection, more meditation, more sex, more fruit, more veggies. More sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need because right now, I don't know. Did you hear from that um, from the listener that had the uh, the question about finding a good woman? Did he ever answer you? He did, and I'm gonna reach out to Lucius again today and see how he's doing. He did not, so yeah. hopefully, maybe he was too busy dating or getting with that other woman. I don't know. Oh, so he did tell you his business. So if anybody, you know, you guys have any questions or topics you want us to discuss, please comment um below the video because we have it posted everywhere send us an email you know you could remain anonymous if you'd like lucius didn't want to so <laughs> he wanted us to be uh talking about him but you know we'd love to hear from you guys you know what you guys think of what we've been talking about um it could be anything if you know someone that wants to be a guest that has something positive for the listeners, you know, drop us a line. If you are a business owner and you want to sponsor one of the episodes um, and we put you on all our social media in multiple platforms and get your business name out there, you know, reach out to us. Um, you know, we're still growing. We are continuing to grow. So thank you. 
um but give us some ideas like what do you guys want to talk about anything juicy yeah, that's right <laughs> give us something juicy to talk yeah, about we, we love that we love the juicy stuff i did yeah. get a i did get um a question about um and maybe we'll tackle this on the next podcast because i literally just got it like 10 minutes ago oh really <laughs> when someone <laughs> wants to know uh i'm just gonna say it you know why her man can't get hard and what can she do to get him that way so i guess that's a question for our next podcast because we already wait over an hour talking about mental yeah, health <laughs> and um but i'm sure sex coach mary will Definitely have something for this <laughs> poor woman who can't seem to get anything up and she's very frustrated and she feels like if we can't help her, she's going to leave <laughs> because she's been dealing with it for five years. Five years? Five years. She's been dealing with it for five years. And unfortunately, he doesn't believe in oral sex. And so when you're not even getting that and you can't get your dick up, mm, uh, wait, yeah. wait, no oral sex? No, he doesn't believe in that. Yeah. He believes it. He believes in it if he's getting it, but he don't believe in it and doing it. Oh. Yeah. He only believes in it if, if he's getting it. But he's not going to be the one doing it. He's not going to eat nothing. But if she want to do whatever, what she's trying to do to see if that would help the situation, but it doesn't. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting talk next week, guys. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to ask you more questions after. Yeah. Um, uh, recording. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So thank you everyone for joining us. You know, I, I do apologize. You know, usually we try to keep these things under an hour, but you know, with the shooting that recently happened, it's hard to talk about everything mental health, even in an hour. I mean, we can continue the talk, um, at another time and just dip into more things that you all can do. But my takeaways for you are to set some time aside. Start with 10 minutes twice a day and meditate. Get Emily Fletcher's book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, today. If you don't like to read like Mary, get the Audible version. They do have that. They do have that. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she narrates that which you know i can just listen to her all day so definitely get the audible version read the book check out zivaonline.com i will have everything posted in anchor mary will have that posted in youtube and facebook facebook and yeah, facebook instagram mm -hmm. so check it out and then let me know how y'all doing with the meditation so start 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 today i don't know what time you're looking at this if you're looking at it early in the morning then start if you're looking at it late at night start the next day just start you will be so happy that you did so thank you everyone until next time bye, bye.